Do you need a landscaping job tackled? Keen Landscaping is a family-owned and operated full-service landscaping company based in Dallas, Texas. Anything from property restoration and tree pruning or removal to landscape design, construction, and installation, Keen covers it all. They're also the official landscape company of the Dallas Stars. Learn more at KeenLandscaping.com. Again, that's K-E-A-N-E Landscaping.com. Welcome to Parker's MMA Show. If you want to learn about all things going down in the fight world, you've come to the right place. Each episode, your host, Parker Keen, will take a deeper dive into the always entertaining world of sanctioned fist fighting. Now, here's your host, Parker Keen. All right. Hey, Frank, how are you? Good, man. How are you guys? Very good. Very good. So, um, thanks for coming on. Uh, Luke told us we got a little bit of time here, so we're going to jump right in. Billy, go, go ahead. Thanks, man. So, you guys hear me? Yeah, we hear you great. Yeah. I'm in the arena, so like I was supposed to do photos at 6 o'clock. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> step <of> five. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I hear you. Um, so, Frank, just want to get right into it. Talk a little bit about your deal with BKFC. How did it come together? Why did you why did you kind of choose to go that path at this point in your storied career? Well, you know, it was actually just something I wanted to challenge myself at. I still want to do MMA fights, and that was one of the things that I had talked to the BKFC guys, uh, David, about. Was that like, hey, you know, I mean, I I just want to compete. Um, I'm finally learning, you know, as a martial artist. Uh, the same reason I fight now is the same reason I fought to begin. I want to test myself. So the idea of not competing right now just it kills me. That was one of my issues with the Bellator was the infrequency of fighting, you know. Um, and so uh, I want to not be signed with somebody that's going to hold me back. So they offered me opportunities to fight not only, you know, the BKFC, but also to still do MMA fights. And so uh, and the BKFC just really, you know, it, I think I've shown my striking ability in my MMA fights. You know, my last fight with Roy, if I threw about 40 low kicks, you know, I've knocked out check Congo with hands, you know, Noguera. So, but I think with the fact that I've always had the ability to take someone down and still choke them and rely on my strengths, I, I wanted to challenge myself even more to be able to go into a fight knowing that, okay, now I can only strike some grappling, you know, like kind of Greco-Roman type of movements up top, but my ability to go ahead and just, well, I'm going to take you down and choke you is completely out the window. And so uh, it's really challenging me in my training now. To, to push that area even more so, which I think it, when people do that, it only improves your overall game. Do you have anyone anyone in particular that you're looking for for that first bare-knuckle brawl? No, and i got to be honest with you, I think it's more or less me in there with me. Um, the challenge, you know, you know, you know uh, I had some pretty heavy sparring the other day with, with Strickland, and, you know, I, I had an urge to throw a knee from the clinch, and I had to, like, fight it. Like, oh, no, I, I can't do that from here. Um, so... There is that battling that, you know, that, that, that that's really what I'm trying to overcome is that, okay, can I fight within the realms of this? And, you know, obviously, you know, when you're fresh and everything's going well, it's easy. But if you're in a war real hard, there might be a chance that something fires off. So I'm, I'm really trying to sharpen up my mind to just to have the proper reactions for just that. That's, that's awesome here, Frank. I, I'm going to shift gears a little bit. I, obviously, you're in the arena now. Your, your daughter, Isabella, is going to make her pro MMA debut in about two weeks here, right? Yeah. Um, Second. Can you talk about your involvement in that decision process, what fans can expect from her debut, and 
kind of what your thoughts are as, a, as now a father seeing your, your daughter kind of step into the world that you've dominated for so long? Well, I think this is truly the definition of uh, torn or mixed emotions. Right. Uh, you know, in one sense, I'm, I'm terrified that my daughter is going to be doing a full contact sport. Uh, you know, obviously, I don't want ever want to see her get hurt and see her, you know, be, you know, be disappointed. Uh, you know, it's my baby, you know, as my little my firstborn. And so uh, that being said, though, I'm extremely excited for her because she is such a warrior. You know, just just this is who she is. Um, I was sitting on the mat yesterday in our evening session. We do just it's a technical workout. We're working with her, her wrestling coach, uh, Don McGregor. And uh, we brought up the fact that, you know, like, you know, Bella, just no matter what, if you ask you to do something, she does it. And just how rare quality that is in an athlete to be like, hey, uh, in the middle of practice, you should do 100 push-ups. She won't even ask you why. She'll just drop down and do 100 push-ups, you know yeah. what I mean? Or die trying. And I've always told her, I'm like, that's where you and I are different uh, and where she's better than I am in many areas. But in one specifically, I always look for shortcuts. I have that mindset that, okay, well, what, what way can I make this more efficient and leverage, which has made me a very smart martial artist. And I think that's the essence of martial arts. But as far as in training, if you know, if you had me jumping rope and you left the room, I, I was moving on the side, slapping the ground. You know? Uh, you know, it wasn't until later in my life, as I got older, that I grew a, a, a high level of self-discipline. At her age, at 17, hell, at 27 and 37, I barely had what she has now, um, uh, let alone 17. So that's just uh, her. She's just really just her mindset is just freakish, freakishly determined. And then on an athletic level, she's just a different athlete. I mean, basically, I mean, right now you could pick the sport and she'll be just about any girl at it, you know, just her yeah. speed or power. Just she's unreal. I mean, we were looking through the things uh, for strongman competition because we do a lot of weight training. And, uh, you know, right now she would have for her weight class. She's benching what the world record is <laughs> for her age group. And so, you know, you know, she, she put a 25-pound stone from the ground and an atlas stone it up and put it on a shelf how many people do you know that can do that let alone a 150 pound 17 year old girl you know wow. uh, so so just she's just she's just different and uh and but she doesn't fall back she doesn't i always had phenomenal athleticism but early in my career and early in my life it was a uh, a shortcoming it, it it hurt me because things came too easy well those things come just as easy to bella but she doesn't take shortcuts she doesn't just go well why do I got to go to the gym? I'm stronger than everybody. She wants to even be stronger than she was yesterday. She wants to be faster. She wants to be in better shape. I mean, if anything, my main problem with my daughter is uh, holding her back. You know, you know, last Wednesday, she didn't want to follow my advice. We had three practices. And we're only supposed to do one hard one, one conditioning weight training type workout. And then a third is supposed to be all technique. Well, she didn't want to do technique in the last one. So not only did she go to the hard one that we go to in MMA, she went to her wrestling practice at her school for her team. It met me to go. And then when it came time to technique, she was she wanted to roll live in the in Drysdale's class. And, uh, so the next day she got up and we're, we're, we're eating breakfast and, you know, talking about how the day's going to go. She's like, yeah, you know, Dad, I'm a little tired today. I'm all, I wish you'd listen to me, but you train too hard. Too many practices. So, I mean, that's the thing. And even just, and then that was last week. And it was the beginning of this week. She's like, well, I'm going to do this. I'm like, Bella, no, please. You didn't listen to me before, but you were far enough away from the fight that it wasn't detrimental. 
please, we don't need to be working out four fucking times a day. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So that leads me to my next question. So obviously you've been at this for, you know, almost a life, 20 years as a pro coming up this year. Um, what are, what's the biggest piece of advice you can give to a young fighter? And obviously you're working with a lot of them, especially your daughter. Um, what's the biggest advice you can give to a young fighter? You know what? Uh, the one that I'm, I have to beat my daughter over the head with is that, um, all my shortcomings, if you sit there and go, why did you lose that fight? And I think this happens with a lot of fighters. You can almost sit there and point to the one thing that's always going to come up is injuries. Well, this was injured before the fight or this injury flared its head and I had to deal with this. And both sides have to deal with it, but it'd be great if you didn't. And, and so that's why I tell people, you know, especially you're young, you, you feel invincible. You only have one body. Make sure you take care of it. Um, and so really address injuries and not that you, you know, you stay at home and, and, and on the couch when you have something, uh, you know, you pull your back. I'm not saying not to go train, but train. Okay. Today, I'm not going to stress this part of my injury out. I can accomplish something else. Even if it's watching technique on a YouTube channel, you can still make yourself a better martial artist, but protect your body. And uh, too many guys, I see them, you know, strap up and tape up. And I was that guy too, you know, uh, you know just rub dirt on it and keep on going kind of mentality. And as a martial artist, if you want to be a professional fighter, that's very detrimental. More careers, I think, have been derailed because of injury than anything else. Injuries, best prop. Yeah. So let's talk longevity. We've talked about on this show, we've talked about guys like, you know, yourself, Alistair Overeem, that continue to fight at a high level into their 40s. What, what are some of the things that you've learned along the way that have kept you, you know, world-class going into your 40s? Um, you know, one thing that really now that I've been, I wish I probably would have picked up on this earlier, but for the last 12 months I've been big on it. And, and right now I actually have my daughter doing it, is that weight training, strength training is extremely essential to being healthy. I think a lot of guys, and I was one of them, get that confused and think that, well, I have to constantly push myself in the gym to lift the heaviest weights or push myself to lift for the longest. And it's like, no, there are days for that when you're far from a fight and it helps build up strength. And I was good at that. But I think every time I was six to eight weeks from a fight, I've always pulled the weight training. And, and then I would wonder why I was getting injured and hurt because I, why I wasn't having rehabilitation. So like now with Isabella, you know, I have her already doing that. We're still training weights right now. But the difference is, is that we go in there and she's doing 60% of her max for three reps. A fast set, we get done. I, I just want to keep her nervous system activated, range of motion, keep fluid in the joints. And it's not to break her down, but to actually just keep everything we've developed and keep her running smooth and firing. So I think that's one thing that, uh, that if you look at guys that have, have a long career, I think it's their ex auxiliary work that they're doing. It's making sure you're eating right, taking care of your body, and training with weights. If you just bang yourself up in the gym, I think that that's uh, very difficult. And not that there's guys that don't do that. As far as I know, Anderson Silva is not a big weight training guy. And he's 45, still fighting at a very high level. So, you know, but if you look at, you know, Randy Couture, Dan Henderson, those guys who fought later in the careers also, you know, they kept up a very, you know, strict, disciplined uh, weight training lifestyle. Right. So when you look back, you know, your career is still going full steam. When you look back over your 20, almost 20 years of fighting, what is your proudest moment? My second time fighting Noguera. And, and the reason being is because, uh, you know, look, fighting, you, you tape up guys' hands that weigh 240 plus, And uh, you have to start throwing punches at each other. 
anything can happen. I mean, I help. I watched uh, Stefan Struve knock out Stipe Miocic. You know what I mean? Like, it happened. You know I mean? Guys get caught. I watched Struve uh, knock out Mark Hunt, you know, and he wasn't even 200 pounds. You know what I mean? Like, uh, the, the, the MMA gloves are relentless uh, sleeping pills. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, shit. Sorry, what was the question? Um, I had asked you, what is, what is your proudest moment over your fighting career that, oh. so far? So, uh, so that being said that, you know, so winning and losing fights, you know, are, are, are great. Uh, but, but my proudest moment was when I fought Noguera the second time, because I started the fight out losing and not only was I losing, but I was losing badly. I got caught with a great shot right on the ear, wobbled my legs. I, I fell down, you know, he went to finish me with a guillotine and, and we're not even a minute into the fight. And so uh, I showed great resilience and mindset to be able to not sit there and go, shit, I'm screwed and freak out. Just, okay, this is what it is. Fighting's math. You know, you sit there and go, all right, I'm in a choke. How do I get out? Go this way. All right, now I'm going to go here. He's taking my back. Oh, I'm going to step over as he does a peek over. Oh, there's the Kimura. I'll lock it up. How do I get his leg off of me? You know what I mean? Like, you're actually visually you know, you know, really saying those words in your head, but your brain is firing off on how to have solutions. And so instead of sitting there feeling sorry for yourself, you know, I'm just looking how to move forward. So that being said, that was my moment that was, it's proud for me to show my kids when they say, dad, I'm having a bad day. I'm all, let me show you a bad day at work. (laughs) This started out as a bad day. And uh, I turned it around because I didn't sit there and worry about what was happening. I just worried about how to fix it, how to move forward, how to step through it. Yeah, uh, Frank, you mentioned him earlier there, but, you know, Stipe Miocic, you, you've you've had, you know, with him and DC finishing off this trilogy, um, there's a lot of talk about who's the greatest heavyweight of all time in MMA, right? You're a guy who's been around that game as long as anyone. Who, for you, is the greatest heavyweight of all time in MMA? Well, I think you'd have to give a strong call to Stipe. You know, uh, if you sit there and you want to break down individual skill sets and times of you know, whether it was Noguera back in 2000 or, you know, uh, uh, you know, Alistair before he came over to the UFC, the, the Uberim version of him, you know, but I think that right now you got to look at the UFC is probably the highest level of competition in MMA and over the, you know, it's, it's, uh, inception. Um, Stipe has been the most successful heavyweight champ. You know, he's had multiple title defenses, uh, you know, and, it isn't like he has, I think the other reason too why I'm such a fan of Stipe's is uh, it isn't like he has ungodly physical attributes. You know, it isn't like he has a chin that can't be knocked out. He isn't like Roy Nelson, you know, he doesn't have, you know, Francis Ngano type punching power, you know, and he's just a well-rounded, hardworking mixed martial artist that sticks to game plans and, 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 and knows how to fight. You know, and we've seen it. I mean, he's he been caught with shots and, and, and beat. Yes, you know, he, he's been caught. But as far as consistency of, of, of showing what it is to be a martial artist, you know, with his hands, his takedowns, you know, I wish he was a little bit better at submissions for me. But, you know, hey, you can't have everything. But overall, you know, uh, you know, I think that Stipe is definitely it'd be hard to argue that somebody else is, is better because of what he was able to accomplish. That being said, Three years from now, we might be having this conversation, and uh, if things go according to how I think they're going to go, we'll be saying it's John Jones. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we were talking about in our last episode. <laughs> so, Billy, go ahead. So, the other guy that gets brought up a lot in that conversation, right, is Fedor Emelianenko, a guy that you fought, um, you know, and a guy who kind of was the dominant heavyweight of 
the era that I would say is your prime, Frank, kind of the early, the early to mid two thousands, right? Um, what what was it like in that kind of UFC versus Pride era? Like, is is that? Do you regret not fighting in the Pride ring at any point in your time? Do you think that that'll happen again, where there's these two competing promotions? I mean, a lot of our listeners are younger. Can you kind of give us at least your take on what it was like in that era of heavyweight MMA? Well, honestly, being on the UFC side, it was kind of frustrating because I realized that their shows weren't live, that they were, you know, taped. And, you know, you'd be watching a fight and go, hey, man, we're already into the second round because the first round sucked. So they cut it out, you know, so it got to showcase it, all the highlights. So when I hear guys on the Internet go, man, you know, this is so much better. I'm like, yeah, you're watching a version. You know, if you let us edit our shows and don't watch them live, we'll cut out all the bad stuff, too. I mean, we can paint a pretty, pretty, a nice, pretty picture. And so, uh, you know. It was actually, though, that frustration came to a head and at least had some kind of relief when a lot of the guys from Clinton and, and, and Mirko Krokop and Noguera, you know, came over to the UFC and were able to show our skill set. And then also, too, you know, Fedor being the greatest, I think that fighting in a ring helped him out. Fedor still one of the most explosive hands in the heavyweight division. But I think that he always would have had a hard time. I mean, Fedor can't beat Cormier. You know what I mean? Like, there's just no way. If you look at the even, uh, you know, the fights where, you know, uh, Fedor has fought wrestlers in a cage, he hasn't fared well. You know, he doesn't done well because, you know, his wrestling doesn't work as well, you know, without the, the, uh, the, the, the shenanigans of having a boxing ring. When someone's trying to take him down, he can slide out. He doesn't get his head trapped in. You know, you've watched Fedor in cages. He just doesn't do it. In fact, I think he has a losing record when it comes to fighting in cages. He does. You're uh, absolutely correct. Yeah. So, so the greatest fighter, it's like, well, you know, this is cage fighting, you know what I mean? So, you know, if you want to consider the best, you have to be the best inside of a cage, not the best with MMA rules in a boxing ring. Right. Frank, do you have time for one more? Yeah. No one's coming okay. down yet. <laughs> they're, they're leaving you hanging, huh? <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> looking over your career, what is the most important thing that martial arts has done for you as a person? Well, I think martial arts, if you think about it, and I don't think people realize this as much, they do, but they don't talk it out. You think about it, as a fighter, we go, we compete, and whatever we do, we go back to the gym on Monday, right. and you improve upon it. Like, well, I didn't do this well, didn't like this, I need to fix it. And you have people around you helping you to fix it. And that really is the lifestyle of life that I live. I do it in all aspects of my life. I have friends that are more politically involved than I am, that if I have a question on policy, I go to, I, hey, what two YouTube channels can I learn this about? I, I need to understand more about Thomas Sowell. You know what I mean? Like, wh who do you suggest what I should read from him first, you know? Um, uh, and so I think that that's the thing that martial arts has taught me is that really life's all about improving. I mean, you got to have a reason why you wake up in the morning and brush your teeth, right? I think that being a martial artist is one of the best things because it's an identity. Whether you fight professionally or not, that doesn't have to do with being a martial artist. But if you're constantly looking to improve yourself, to be a better warrior every day, and you're like, okay, today I woke up a little bit better than I woke up yesterday, that's part of being a martial artist, living that lifestyle. And, uh, you know, that's probably one of the reasons why, too, like I have a hard time with the concept of possibly hanging it up. You know, my wife's brought that up to me going, you know, you're 41, you know, you're not exactly injury free. When are we thinking about, you know, calling this a, a career? And I, I told her, I said, I, I don't know. Maybe now the Bell is fighting more. I can put myself into that role. Right. But as far as, you know, 
I get up, I go to the gym. Like, I don't know what else to do, but like, you know, I read, I like the books, you know, <laughs> I, I like, you know, uh, YouTube's phenomenal, you know what I mean? but there's only so many things I, you know, I could do. I have to go and compete and push myself and do things that scare me and make me uncomfortable. I think that's part of being a warrior, being a man or being a woman, you know, being a human is, uh, you know, you got to test yourself. You can't make yourself comfortable all the time. And, you know, that's basically what martial arts has done for me. All right, Frank, last one. It's a quick one. Any chance of the Brock Lesnar trilogy? Oh, I would take my part 100%. Uh, I don't think Brock is eager to get back in there. Um, If he did, I mean, hell, I could have retired and 10 years later I'll come back and fight Brock. (laughs) I would like to have a match. You know, I think that, uh, you know, look, Brock's a phenomenal wrestler, national champion. You know, you saw him in his last fight against Mark Hunt. Mark's not easy to take down, and Brock took him down with ease. Um, as he evolved as a martial artist, is he able to do, you know, is he great at submissions or does he have hands? No. Still, that's his weakness. He's a one-dimensional uh, 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 fighter. He just happens to be phenomenal at that one dimension. Uh, just doing else really well, but, man, the one thing he does well, he does better than most. So uh, yeah, it, it still would be a great challenge to fight him and, yeah, 100%. I would love that to happen. Uh, I don't see it happening. Awesome. Well, Frank, we really appreciate the time tonight. Best of luck to your daughter in her upcoming fight. Best of luck to you in your upcoming fights. And uh, we'll hope to talk to you again. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, guys. Great questions. Good talking to you. Yeah, thank you very Thanks, much. Thanks, Frank. We really appreciate the time. All right. We'll see you later. Texas Trees is the premier tree care company in the DFW area. Whether you need basic maintenance or specialized services, when it comes to trees, we've got you covered. Pruning, chipping, bracing, and cabling, even root barriers and disease control, we do it all. And if you aren't sure what you need, we have certified arborists on staff to point you in the right direction. Visit us at NorthTexasTrees.net. That's NorthTexasTrees.net. Thanks for listening to Parker's MMA Show. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and visit ParkerKeen'sMMAShow.Podbean.com for additional information on Parker and to stay up to date on the latest drama in the fight world. For more information and important links about today's episode, check out the show notes.